In today's show, Bitcoin buys the rumor on U.S. debt ceiling as the Bitcoin price nears $27,500 and quitting Max Kaiser. El Salvador has taken the Bitcoin-only lead. El Salvador is said to become a Bitcoin mining powerhouse with the launch of a new enterprise backed by a billion dollars, ready to break ground on 421 megawatts of Bitcoin hash in quarter three, 2023, with a 1,000 megawatts more on tap. Also breaking news, FTX 2.0 launching soon. Well, court filing shows a reboot plan in the works. You can't make this stuff up. Also in today's show, breaking news, Hong Kong to open crypto exchange access for retail users in June, but there is a catch. Also more breaking news, the Ledger CEO says sharded wallet keys could be shared if subpoenaed. And he says this is not a real concern. But to me, this is a major concern because who trusts the U.S. government? And speaking of the U.S. government, they could also create a backdoor to smartphones to access your crypto wallets, warns Balaji. We'll also be discussing three crypto analysts predicting Bitcoin price will hit $100,000 per coin by 2024. That includes Dan Tapiero. That includes Standard Chartered Bank, as well as Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin, stock the flow model. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone tuning in. This is pod episode 1290. I'm your host, JV, and today is May 23rd, 2023. Checking out today's market watch. We can see the crypto market back in the green. Pump it up. Let's go. Bitcoin up 1.6% for the day, trading above 27,300. We have Ether up 2.2%, trading back above $1,850 and just pretty solid gains overall. And checking out uh, coinmarketcap.com, the crypto market cap back on the rise at $1.14 trillion with over 30 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 46.4% with the Ether dominance at 19.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. Render token lead in the pack up 11% trading at $2.70 followed by Kava up 11% trading at $1.22 followed by Neo up 7% trading at $10.37 and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past week. You can see mass gains overall. Uh, not too many in the red, just a handful and some of the biggest gainers include Kava up 14% and RNDR up 11 0.5%, even Pepe up 4.5% for the week, but still down massively overall uh, since the highs that we have seen. And checking out uh, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated dead in the middle, which is 50 neutral. Yesterday, a 49, last week, a 54, and last month, a 56 in greed. So there you have it. Welcome to everyone just tuning in. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments below. And towards the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now for today's technical analysis, let's check out the charts and what's popping. Bitcoin staged a classic range comeback on May 23rd as the markets bought hopes that the U.S. has resolved the debt ceiling debacle. Right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart with 30000 back on the cards, still stuck in a familiar trading corridor. Bitcoin nonetheless showed signs of life 
as news hit that the Biden administration has potentially resolved the debt crisis. Yeah, sure. This turned out to be premature, but Bitcoin stayed higher on the day as market participants hoped that the bulls could follow through. Popular trader Sku eyed various trend lines, including the hourly and daily exponential moving averages for cues as short-term moves. Quoting him here, successful bounce from the weekly open reclaim into the bounds of the four-hour exponential moving averages and the one-day. And he also says looking forward would expect real positioning to shift and show up today. Hold both EMA trends equals a resolution towards 30,000 plus. Failure equals price pulls back towards the 200-week moving average again. Now investigating the Binance order book, monitoring resource material indicators suggest that markets had bought the rumor when it came to the debt ceiling news. Quoting him here on Twitter, fire chart shows the moment the market bought the rumor that POTUS and Speaker McCarthy are going to reach a deal on the debt ceiling. Now a subsequent tweet revealed that two of its proprietary trading tools have converged to deliver long signals. Quoting them here, confluence between the algos has historically been a very strong signal with high probability of validating the candle closed. Now a cooler reaction meanwhile came as Hong Kong announced the return of the retail crypto trading, which I'll be covering in great detail here uh, in a little bit. Now, while Cointelegraph noted the move did not mean that Hong Kong would offer a carte blanche environment for crypto trading, cautious optimism from within the industry was palpable. Quoting Philip Swift, Hong Kong opening up the gates. Let's see how the other markets respond. And quoting uh, trader Mustache, many may not know it, but Hong Kong is one of the top 10 wealthiest cities in the world. I think we'll see a lot of green candles this summer. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And quoting Max Kaiser, El Salvador has taken the Bitcoin only lead. No ish coins. You guys can take the crypto ish coin lead. El Salvador is said to become the Bitcoin mining powerhouse with the launch of a new enterprise backed by a billion dollars, ready to break ground on 421 megawatts Bitcoin hash in quarter three, 2023, with a thousand megawatts more on tap. Now, I think he's referring to the Bitcoin uh, volcano bonds because that billion dollar number. But nonetheless, this is ecstatic news for the people of El Salvador and for mass Bitcoin adoption. Let's go. And now for a story hard to make up. Could you imagine FTX, which was once the second largest crypto exchange in the world with its corrupt owner scam Bankman Freed? They're going to be relaunching. Well, according to some filing uh, with the SEC, they are. This is actually quite uh, hysterical, if you were to ask me. Bankrupt crypto exchange FTX revival plans could soon become reality as new CEO John Ray is working on a reboot plan as per the latest court filings. In a May 22nd court filing, the FTX team shared a compensation report highlighting the work done by Ray during the Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The review report mentioned a series of activities undertaken by Ray to ensure the debtor's best interests. However, the mention of rebooting FTX caught the crypto community's attention. All I know is this if they did reboot, how many of you would feel safe to use that exchange and want to support them? Hopefully, nobody. Now, Ray first talked about rebooting the Trouble Crypto Exchange in January, and at the time, news reports suggest the bankrupt crypto exchange discovered $5.5 billion in liquid assets, with the new CEO working with creditors on a revival plan. Then in April, another report suggests the exchange recovered $7.3 billion worth of assets, and the FTX team plans to restart the exchange by the second quarter of 2020. And we all know the Bitcoin halving is roughly 11 months away, estimated to be in April of 2024.
2024. Now, the latest court filing documents suggest a reboot plan is definitely under consideration. They said definitely. The court document highlighted that the new CEO scheduled a series of meetings with creditors and debtors in the past month, as outlined right here. Now, some key topics of the meetings involve planning for structuring the exchange, reviewing plans for restarting the exchange, and finalizing the material required for rebooting the crypto exchange as FTX 2.0. According to the document, it appears that FTX will be entering a bidding process. I wonder if they're having meetings behind closed doors again with uh, the chairman of the SEC, Mr. No Clarity Gary. Now, the news about the FTX reboot also boosted the price of the native FTX token with FTT pumping for the day, now trading at $1.11, up over 13% as news about the relaunch became public. The court document brought relief to the crypto community with many lauding raised efforts to revive the exchange that owes billions of dollars to its creditors and investors alike. Popular crypto Twitter influencer DGen Spartan claimed that FTX 2.0 could be the maximum path to recovery for all the parties involved. He stated that many creditors would sell cheaply just to get out of those pools of assets and it would eventually turn the crypto exchange solvent again. However, not everyone was keen on the reboot process as many claimed that the origin of the exchange itself was based on a fraudulent philosophy. Facts. One Twitter user said allowing FTX to resume operations would be a sinister move. FTX literally has blood on its hands from all of the plucking they have done to our industry. I agree with that user 100%. Now, let me know your thoughts on an FTX 2.0 launch. Do you think it's likely to launch? And if so, do they have your support? Holla. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest of what's happening with the retail investors in Hong Kong. And shout out to the people of Hong Kong. The Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission announced it would soon allow licensed platforms to serve retail investors. That's right. In a May 23rd announcement, which happened today from the SEC, the regulator said operators of virtual asset trading platforms willing to comply with the uh, basically the uh, SEC, they call it the SFC there in uh, Hong Kong, proposed guidelines are welcome to apply for a license. The guidelines for virtual asset trading platforms include asset custody safety requirements, cybersecurity standards, and the segregation of client assets, amongst others. Now, the SFC CEO, Julia Long, said that providing clear regulator expectations is key to creating responsible and innovative development environment. Tell that to the SEC chairman, Mr. No Clarity Gary, would you? Quoting her here, Hong Kong's comprehensive virtual assets regulatory framework follows the principle of some same businesses, same risks, same rules, and aims to provide robust investor protection and manage key risks. Now, while the guidelines will become effective June 20, uh, June of 2023, the SFC has yet to approve any virtual asset trading platform to provide a service to retail investors. And according to the announcement, the SFC received 152 written submissions from within the industry during the consolidated period. And additionally, the SFC said it would implement Implement a number of robust measures to ensure protection for retail investors. These include good governance, uh, suitability during the onboarding process, and enhanced token due diligence admission criteria and disclosure. It continued to say that those who do not wish to comply with the upcoming guidelines should plan for an orderly closure of business operatings in Hong Kong. And then we had uh, the chair of the FinTech Association of Hong Kong said back in May that the country opening the financial industry to digital assets is just a natural progression. Then on May 17th, the state-owned Chinese company Greenland 
applied for a virtual asset trading license in Hong Kong. So there you have it. Let's go freaking Hong Kong. We all know Hong Kong can be considered a part of China, but it's not mainland China. So it's like its own jurisdiction. In fact, they speak a different language, whereas in mainland China, they're speaking Mandarin. But with the traditional Hong Kong people, they still speak Cantonese. If you didn't know, now you know. I know because I spent some time in Hong Kong, beautiful place to be. If you've never checked it out, be sure to do so. I've also spent 13 months inland in China, living out there back in 2010, 2011. So I got a little experience with the Chinese culture. But with that being shared, fam, now let's break our next story of the day. It's on everyone's mind. Can you trust the Ledger hardware self-custody wallet? Well, according to their CEO, I'd be very alarmed. Let me break uh, this down. Check it out. You have Pascal, the CEO of Ledger, confirmed that the private seed phrases the users who opt into Ledger's controversial new recover upgrade could, in theory, be handed over to the governments if they were to be subpoenaed. So FYI, if you're using a Ledger, do not opt into their new recover upgrade because this gives the government access to be able to tap into your private recovery seed phrase, regardless if you think they're going to or not. Just the fact that they can is quite alarming. Ledger's latest firmware update and hardware wallets in general have been a touchy subject over the past week. The firm described the new Recover upgrade as an optional firmware update that allow users to back up their seed phrases with third-party entities with the aim of helping a user recover their seed phrase should they lose it. If a user opts into the service, the seed phrase is broken into three encrypted fragments called shards, which are then stored with three separate parties. Now, CoinCover, Ledger, and an independent backup service provider. Now, speaking on Peter McCormick's What Did Podcast, uh, What Bitcoin Did Podcast, the CEO admitted that while the new Recover update could technically see user seed phrases provided to government entities, it would only be reserved for serious acts such as crimes involving drugs and terrorism, quoting the CEO. It is not true that the average person gets subpoenaed every day. Well, I think if you're a Bitcoin user, you're probably not the average person, just FYI. Yo, the podcast host McCormick pushed back on the claim, pointing to when Coinbase was subpoenaed by the U.S. Internal Revenue Service. In 2018, it was forced to hand over the personal information of over 13,000 users. That's a great point. The CEO refuted this example as an inaccurate comparison. Unlike Coinbase, Ledger is not a banking institution and is not subject to the same legal constraints as a crypto exchange. What if they changed that regulation and they required it and boom, everyone's private keys are exposed. So hey, to me, it's not worth it. It's worth noting that while some users, such as synonymous crypto commentators on Twitter, see the update as an unforgivable breach of privacy. Ledger representatives maintain that these concerns are largely overblown, in which they should. They're trying to save their arse at this point. Uh, Quoting Ledger here, the core value proposition remains the same as it always has. The ethos of self-custody and self-sovereignty means you get to choose. He said, the introduction of a Ledger Recovered doesn't change that. It's entirely up to you if you feel it's a service you should subscribe to. So I'm telling you straight up, if you're using the Ledger, do not subscribe to that service. Unless you truly trust the U.S. government, you truly trust the World Economic Forum, and you truly trust these third parties, which you really can't trust. You know what I mean? Ledger shared that despite the many accusations being hurled at the company across social media, the original seed phrase itself still does not leave the device. Quoting them here, what you're creating, if you choose to, is an SSS encrypted and shard backup. These shards are completely useless unless the user restores a backup on a Ledger device and only on a Ledger device where multiple parts are needed. 
needed in order to decrypt. If you don't want to use Ledger Recover, nothing changes for you. And so they say, and when asked if there were any plans to open source their firmware code, something the competitor uh, cold wallet provider Grid Plus is currently making a step towards, Ledger claimed that it is not possible to make the inner workings of it. Secure element chip open source due to legal constraints from the chip manufacturer, quoting them here. What we will do is continue to open source more and more of our code until we reach a similar level as the Raspberry Pi, where only a tiny part of the code related to the secure element is closed, which again, we are legally bound to do. So here's my uh, two Satoshis. I do not trust Ledger as I do not trust the World Economic Forum. I don't trust the third parties and I would absolutely never voluntarily sign up for that shard service where your private key is being sharded to three uh, separate uh, companies at the end of the day, all of which we cannot trust. And I don't trust the government. They may see a post in the future about Bitcoin and say, hey, he's going against the CBDC program. Let's hack his private key and steal his money and I'm not for that. I'm against that. I'm also I'm all for self-custody, but do it in a wallet you can trust. And now that the CEO is seeming to be very ignorant or pretending to be ignorant and acting like everything is okay, to me that's a red flag. So I would highly suggest if you're using a ledger, find a new wallet. My top recommendation would be the Trezor. The Trezor has been around for the longest amount of time, and guess what? It's also open source. So unlike uh, the Ledger. So with that being shared, fam, do you still trust the Ledger wallet device? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And speaking of a corrupt government in which we cannot trust, let's discuss the U.S. government having a backdoor to your smartphones to hack your crypto wallets as well, (laughs) which doesn't surprise me. Former Coinbase chief technology officer Balaji thinks that the U.S. government could try to use its tech giants like Apple and Google to steal crypto from its citizens. Balaji said that world governments could be bankrupt in a decade and desperate to seize Bitcoin to fund their operations. No joke. He says the U.S. government probably won't have the capability to execute a 51% attack on Bitcoin. A 51% attack is when a miner or mining pool gains more than 50% of the network hash rate in order to rewrite the ledger and double spend prior transactions. Balaji says China might be able to pull off a 51% attack, but notes that most mining happens outside the Chinese borders now, making that outcome less likely. And the former Coinbase CTO says that the real systemic risk for crypto are Apple and Google, quoting Balaji here. Instead of the federal government may try to compel Apple and Google and other tech companies to hunt for private keys on the servers, devices, and browsers that they control and to remit any stolen funds to a cash-hungry federal government. This isn't cyber terrorism. It's cyber war. It is not some random hacker who manages to sneak out a file. It's when the CEO of a company gives the lawful order to hack their customers. Kind of remind you of Ledger, right? This is similar to what happened to 140 million Russians designated enemies of the state in early of 2022. Every tech company turned on their former customers. Balaji notes that Apple chief executive Tim Cook might stand up to governments in such a scenario. Quoting him again, he has been good on end-to-end encryption and stood up to the establishment on the child sexual abuse material on device scanning initiative, which was an obvious way to get snout under the tent. And in March, Balaji made waves in the crypto world after placing that million dollar bet, which Bitcoin would skyrocket to a million dollars in just 90 days in response to the failing banks and hyperinflation. And he did since then pay off that bet. 
uh, decided to pay out $1.5 million to close the wager ahead of the uh, expected time, which I believe would have been around, what, June 17th next month. Uh, Balaji then claimed he just made the bet to raise the public alarm about the U.S. Federal Reserve's monetary policies. So there you have it uh, firsthand. And now let's dive into a $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction, the moment you've all been waiting for, and then we'll dive into some live uh, Q&A. Now, there's three entities who have made this bullish price prediction, and I have a bonus fourth entity uh, to share with you. Three market analysts emerged with bold predictions, anticipating Bitcoin hitting 100000 by 2024. For example, crypto analyst Dan Tapiero says Bitcoin can pass 100000 during the latter half of 2024 or 2025. Tapiero shared his forecast during the interview with Scott Melker, and in fact, according to Tapiero, Bitcoin may trade sideways for the duration of 2023 and shortly after he expects the king crypto to see a hundred thousand per coin around the having event which is approximately 11 months out with the anticipated date set to be in april of 2024 and among other contributing factors named by tapriero was the adoption of the blockchain now another bullish uh prediction for the king crypto is standard chartered bank that's right uh we have geoff kendrick the head of crypto research at standard chartered he also believes bitcoin can test the hundred thousand next year in 2024 this optimistic outlook is based on several factors including the turmoil of the banking sector the upcoming bitcoin having event and the expected collusion of the fed's rate hikes kendrick also highlights the nearing of the end of the fed's tightening cycle as a favorable factor for the bitcoin future performance the correlation between bitcoin and the nasdaq suggests that if there is a broader improvement in risk on assets that Bitcoin is expected to trade more favorably. And then also keep in mind, we have Bitcoin spot ETFs. If any of those get approved, I mean, a six-figure Bitcoin price is inevitable. And now from the prediction from the Bitcoin stock-to-flow model creator, uh, Plan B, according to the synonymous analyst known for a stock-to-flow price prediction, Bitcoin will pass 100,000. Plan B also believes this will happen shortly after the next halving event. The model evaluation of Bitcoin's price is based on parameters such as scarcity and the relationship between Bitcoin's existing supply and its production rate. Plan B states that the coin reached a cyclical low of 15000 in November during the FTX collapse and suggests that in case Bitcoin reaches 32000 shortly, the next possible price target of 100000 can be reached soon after the 2024 halving event. Also like to throw out there that Plan B also suggests, according to the stock-to-flow model, that the Bitcoin price prediction after 2024, between 2024 and 2025, is estimated to be somewhere between $100,000 and a million dollars. Now that is quite the gap. You know what I mean? That's uh, ultimately a $900,000 price gap. But nonetheless, the 100000 prediction is the low. And now for a bonus uh, price prediction, I want to share with you from another analyst by the name of Decodejar. He says, hold the base channel and $100,000 Bitcoin price is a realistic, perhaps even conservative target for a Wave 5 extension, referring to the infamous Elliott Wave Theory. So there you have it. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.